Hi, everyone. This is Nancy Murphy with the Make Noise podcast, and I want to start today's episode by saying thank you for listening. I've hit over 100 listens in less than a month, which I believe by podcast standards is pretty good for a newbie like me. So thank you for sharing and subscribing, and please continue to do so, as I would love to continue chatting with you more in the future. I view this podcast as an opportunity to talk with my friends about things that I experience and share those moments with you. I'm not a Dear Abby expert or anything like that with a a doctorate degree, but I do love sharing thoughts and positivity. I look at it like as if it was like a yummy recipe when you go to a friend's house and you're like, oh my gosh, can you send me that? It was so good. Well, I want to share that with you or like a new lipstick or something that you're wearing and you love the color and you want to get it, you want to know where to get it and how much it costs and does it stay on all day. So except with this podcast, it's more of the things that you, well, more of the things that instead of you using or consuming, it's how you feel. Some days are really hard to get through and I know that. And, but I want you to know that you're not alone. We're all placed here on this earth with a purpose, and if I can share some tools to help you find it, especially in the dark times, I would be doing a disservice by not doing so. I learned in yoga many years ago that we all carry an imaginary toolbox every day. Some are heavier with tools and others don't have as much in them, and we want to be sure to fill our toolboxes with things that we need throughout our lives. So if I can put one tool in it for you, it would be my greatest gift. I hope you feel like this time spent together is purposeful, positive, and perceptive. So let's dive in. So I don't know about you, but I tend to feel like this time of year is more of a reset than January 1st. I know people set New Year's resolutions like dry January and other intentions like losing weight, but I feel like right now more than ever is my reset. I think it has to do with the spring equinox. This week is very religious week for those who practice Christianity or even those who are Jewish. And with Jesus dying on the cross and raising from the dead, it just brings up a lot of thoughts and feelings. But also the buds are coming up from the ground, the temps are warming up a bit, and I can't help but feel motivated in my health journey. Now, I say journey because that's what it is to me, not a destination. Like if I lose 10 pounds, I'll be perfect because that's not where I'm at. So I feel like I'm constantly learning and evolving. But last week, I decided to start intermittent fasting in the hopes of boosting my metabolism and shedding some weight. So I don't know if you know what intermittent fasting looks like, but it's intentionally eating only in a window of time in your day. Some people do alternate fasting, which is eating a normal diet one day and either completely fasting the next or having a small meal the next day. Um, There's also the five and two fasting, which is eating a normal diet for five days a week and then fasting for two days a week. So I chose the daily time restricted fasting, which is you eat normally, but only within an eight hour window. So I'm trying to do like 10 to 6 or 11 to 7. So I'm not eating for 16 hours a day. And there are studies that show that um, this works. Um, I will link it into my show notes, the Mayo Clinic study and a Harvard study shows that a review of 40 
patients found that intermittent fasting was effective for weight loss with a total of a seven to 11 pounds over 10 weeks. So I'll take that. Now, on top of intermittent fasting, I decided to eat paleo diet. So cue in the headaches. So not only am I eating in a small window, I'm also not eating dairy or wheat. Um, So I'll keep you guys posted on how this is working. But I was listening to a podcast uh, which featured Dr. Mark Hyman, a New York Times bestselling author, 14 times about diet and inflammation. Now, he was talking about various cognitive and physical diseases and how they are linked to diets. So I have struggled with depression since my 20s, and I always thought it was family history of mental illness. Like I looked at it like a wiring issue and having to take medication for it since. Just like in my mind, people who are type 2 diabetes need insulin. I needed medicine because my wiring was off. But When I was listening to Dr. Hyman, he said, even things like ADHD and depression can be affected by diet, that what depression really is, is inflammation of the brain. I was mind blown. I I was like, what? I always thought it was a wiring issue. So now like I'm learning that I could possibly heal this from my diet. Can I really alter my brain chemistry? So I figured it was worth a try. So if anything, maybe I'll feel less brain fog, more motivated or physically active. So I decided to try a paleo diet, which is cutting out the wheat and dairy for 10 days. So, well, I had a work dinner and I kind of cheated last week, but that's okay. And um, I'm on day three now and I'm sticking with it. So I'll keep you guys abreast of how this works. But right now I haven't noticed any difference except for, like I said, a headache. So I'll have to work on that. And I'm drinking lots of water. So and peeing a lot, but anyways, TMI. So now that I've noticed that when I eat too much wheat, such as pasta and bread, I feel bloated and brain fog. And now I know I don't have celiac disease as I was once tested, but definitely notice a change in my body. And I've not eaten dairy for a few days and I love cheese. So that's probably been harder than the wheat part. So let's see how this experiment goes and I will keep you posted, like I said. So I'm curious to know if any of my listeners tried paleo and how it worked for them or how they maintain that with recipes. Um, So if you have any info or insight on it, I would love to hear about it. So please link um, a message in my show notes or me directly if you um, are able to. I would love to to know more about it. So keep me posted. So on top of um, depression, I wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety disorders. As I was reading in um, an article that it's the most common mental illness in the U.S., which is affecting 40 million adults every year. And that is almost 20% of the population. And I'm like flabbergasted by that because on top of that, it's not even including those with depression. So that number is probably even higher today if you think about it. And I know the pharmaceutical companies do a great job with uh, antidepressants. And then there's therapy for those who choose those options, which I have, and there's nothing wrong with them. I've done very well with them. And don't get me wrong that they are, like I said, a good option, but going back to the foods we eat and 
This was another thing that came in was about the considerable impact on mood and helping prevent and reverse mental health conditions. I, I can't help but be like shocked by it. Um, and although we can't get serotonin and other mood boosting neurotransmitters directly from whole food sources, there's a variety of nutrients that can promote our body's natural ability to produce these feel good chemicals like serotonin. And speaking of which, serotonin is mentioned in the article and that your digestive tract and central nervous system produce it. And it's also known as the happy hormone, which who doesn't want to be more happy? And if you can eat foods with tryptophan, it may lead to improving mood and feeling better. Now, when I think of tryptophan, I just think of my Thanksgiving Day pants that I wear every year in the anticipation of a huge Thanksgiving Day dinner and a nap after because uh, turkey has uh, a large amounts of tryptophan, which is a protein that influences serotonin levels and makes you feel good, but also makes you want to take a nap, which I love naps. So in reading this, this study, it states that it can significantly improve the moods of female participants age 45 to 65. And also it can be found in rich proteins such as dairy. So according to this 2005 study, the protein was shown to increase tryptophan levels in improved sleep quality and mood. And then, of course, like I was saying, is the turkey king. So there's the dairy part has tryptophan, turkey. And for vegans and vegetarians, tofu, fruits, and vegetables have all been linked to improved serotonin production, which I didn't realize that, that tofu is high in tryptophan and spinach, if you are like Popeye the Sailor Man, which now I'm aging myself. So essential vitamins and minerals are necessary for the production of serotonin in the brain. And folate deficiency has been linked to symptoms of depression. So the takeaway here is diet is everything. And I feel like I know this and you probably do too. It's just a matter of doing it because when we're out to dinner with friends or cooking a meal for our family, it's not always on the forefront. And I feel like it, we have the tools. It's just a matter of getting them out of our toolbox. And I'm going to try to do this. So when thinking about food we eat, we usually think about our waistline, but let's think about how good it would be for our mood and mental health too. So let's see if you're up at upping this challenge with me and want to boost your mood, try shifting your diet to include more nutrients that help with increased serotonin levels. So remember eggs, dairy, turkey, fruits, vegetables, tofu, and see how you feel and let me know. And that might be all you need to be a happier person. And God knows this world needs more happy people. Um, on that note, I want to wish you all a very happy Passover and or Easter. Um, I hope you enjoy time with your family and try to eat um, tryptophan if you can. And um, let me know how it goes. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in on the uh, Nancy Murphy Make Noise podcast. Ciao.